BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And if we're live on YouTube, then I have to do what I have to do. And that is... Oh, live television. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do that. What you turn off? All right. Take two. No, you're supposed to be on that. Hold on a minute. Technical difficulties. This was all going so smooth. All right. Now, I don't need any heckling from the audience on this one. That should be off, and then that should be on. Okay. Take two. Hit it! Donald Trump is the political Rocky of our time. You're mortals. All right, here's President Trump. But I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. Stop, 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 tape. Uh, he looks fine. You can't see him. I can see him because I have my little laptop right here. He looks great. President looks fine. This guy is amazing. He is the Rocky, the political Rocky of our time. 74. By the way, I think he could go toe to toe with Sylvester Stallone, who I hope you're sitting down watching this. And I'll give you a second to sit down. So I want to make sure that you're sitting down when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is 74 years old, the same age as the president of the United States. I know. I know. Listen, I feel pretty darn old saying that, okay? So they're both 74, but for crying out loud, the president, this guy, I'm not going to say he's bulletproof. I'm not going to say he's superhuman because he's not. But as I said a couple of days ago, God has a plan for this guy for crying out loud. I mean, think of what this guy has been through. He has been through hell on earth. Prior to being elected president of the United States, he was spied upon. After he was sworn in, he was rained upon by the Democrat leadership in the House of Representatives and by the swamp, by the fourth branch of government. And he survived all of this. And he's cruising now into uh, what could be his second term, trying to be reelected in 2020. And bam he gets hit with the Wuhan coronavirus. That the very thing that the Democrats have used to shut down the economy has shut down the president of the United States. But wait a minute. Here it is Sunday. He went to the hospital, what, on, on Friday? 
And now they're talking about releasing him on Monday. Okay, you know, he took the rendizavir, and, you know, this is still, I guess, an experimental stage. They also gave him plasma. Give him anything he wants. I don't know exactly why they didn't do the hydroxychloroquine. The, the doctors didn't quite explain that when they were out talking about it on Saturday. Um, but they've given them rendizavir, and apparently he's responding pretty well to it. Uh, he's had two treatments. I think there's a total of three. Um, so maybe they give him a third. I don't know what the regimen is for remdesivir, and I don't really care. I'm just happy that the president looks pretty good. His hair looks nice. And see, this is what worried me on Friday and on Saturday. I didn't like the way his hair looked. I pay attention to hair. I'm a bit of a hair aficionado, as I've been for my entire career. As you go back and you Google me and you see some pictures from the 80s and the 90s, you'll see that I've very much been into hair on my head. I'm an Italian, doesn't like hair anywhere else on my body, but it's uh, probably too much information. But the bottom line is Donald Trump's hair looks good right now. And so shortly after he shot this video, this is shot from uh, Walter Reed Medical Center. He hops in the beast, <laughs> puts a mask on and hops in the beast and <laughs> goes and he waves to all the people who are holding vigil for him outside of Walter Reed Medical Center. This guy is amazing. It's amazing. Now, you know what the mainstream media, Wolf Blitzer and company and, and Jim Acosta, who somebody on Twitter said uh, he's on suicide watch. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what that means. I do know. But uh, I, I don't really want to go there. But the, the bottom line is you had Wolf Blitzer working a, a weekend for the first time since uh, he hid under a bed in Baghdad, I think, uh, during uh, Desert Storm number one. I read his book. And that's what they did. They broadcast from in a hotel in a room, under a bed. That's what. That's why Wolf Blitzer is where Wolf Blitzer is. It's not because of his sexy beard. So the president hung the beast, and he defies everybody again. <laughs> he had a mask on, which is a, uh, which is interesting. I want to get a, a little bit into that down the road here, as we we kind of focus on what's going to be happening down the road. And that's what I asked you to uh, to to comment on on my social media, where do we go from here? Uh, where does the president go from here? We're, uh, what, it's uh, the, uh, what's the date today? It's live television, you gotta forgive me, it's October 4th, um, so we're one month. We're one month from the election, the actual election day, we're not gonna know the results of the election, we all know that, right? Because uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, Cuomo and Pritzker and Wolf and Murphy and Cuckoo Nutcase Whitmer. Did I say Whitmer? The Nutcase in uh, Governor who was shot down by her own Supreme Court. How's it going uh, in Michigan, by the way? Are you starting to be free or is she not loosening the reins? I would like to know. What's it like? I mean, it seems to be even worse than California. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, but anyway, um, we, we know we have election day on November 4th, uh, November 4th, right? Um, no, November 3rd. I'm sorry. Um, November 3rd is election day. It's November 4th that I'm concerned about, uh, because I don't think we're going to have a result officially, unless it's a landslide victory, uh, for the guy with the nice hair. And, uh, hopefully it, it will be, but, but here he's out in the beast, uh, and he videotapes his message. He looks great. He's in Walter Reed. He's got no tie. He's got an open collar shirt, just like I have right now. 
uh, and he delivers this message to the American people. This is exactly what he should be doing. Only he should be doing it, I think, live once he's up to it. I mean, come on, he's 74 years old. He's in that category of survival of 94.6%, which is a high survival rate. But, you know, there's that little more than 5% that are succumbing to this thing. So we want him to recover. Once he's up to speed, I think he should relay um, his not only you know how the COVID affected him, but also he should check in with the various states of how th- things are going with COVID. This is the COVID election. I mean, even before the president came down with the Wuhan coronavirus, this I dubbed it the Corona election because it is, and now even more so. But interesting uh, what the president said after those first few words. Roll tape. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing. And I'm going to be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA and we love what's happening. All right. So um, interesting. The president's going to call to the American people how he uh, survived and, and tackled, hopefully, knock on wood. Right. I mean, I don't want to jinx him. Uh, but how he survived and tackled the Wuhan coronavirus. This is going to be great stuff. I was looking forward to debate number one, and it didn't disappoint me, by the way. Some folks come up to me and say, oh, gosh, what do you, what do you think about debate number one? It was awful, wasn't it? I said, oh, it, it was more like an argument for an hour. Oh, but it was a national embarrassment. I said, no, it's the way things, it's, the days of Lincoln Douglas are over. President Trump had to defend himself. It was two against one. Oh, it was. <laughs> no. I, that's the way it is right now. It, do I like it? I, that's really not for me to say. It is what it is. I hate that expression, but in this case, it kind of works. So the president's going to chronicle um, how he has, hopefully, tackled the Wuhan coronavirus um, and... I firmly believe that part of this recovery and this speedy recovery, apparently, uh, he may even be discharged, you know, in a matter of hours. We'll see. As the president likes to say, we'll see. Um, But I believe the power of prayer and I believe that you played uh, a large role in this. And I believe we all did um, because we prayed for this man and, and we know what's at stake here. We know that God does have a plan for President Trump. And, you know, when I say things like that or or I write them uh, on social media, there are these anarchists out there, the Antifa crowd, and they they, they write these disgusting um, replies to that notion. But you know what? Um, I think God is on the side of Rocky the political Rocky, who keeps getting beat up and knocked down, but keeps getting back up. Now, Rocky won. We know what happened. But even though Rocky lost, Rocky won, right? I think we can all stipulate that, right? Does anybody disagree with that? Huh? Rocky lost in Rocky won, but Rocky also won. He he won Adrian. He won Hearts. He won... uh, he won a lot of meat. He won a big house. <laughs> he won, even though he lost. Uh, and, you know, that's the way it is in America uh, sometimes. But I, I firmly believe that the power of prayer uh, was huge here. And I think that Donald Trump, again, 
knock on wood, uh, is on track, right on track to pick up effectively where he left off. I think he should speak to the American people as he's alluded to here. I think he should do it uh, every night and, and, and check in with the American people and let them know uh, exactly what he's doing and, and what he's been through. And now that he has uh, had the, the Wuhan coronavirus, uh, where we go from here as a country. What a great perspective, right? I mean, think about turning this into an advantage. What a wonderful perspective to bring to the last few days of what is, without a doubt, the, the most crazy, brutal presidential campaign in, in the history of this republic. And don't believe the polls, please. I have friends coming at me saying, oh, this latest poll, Joe Biden's 13 points up. I, I, I just, you know, I just kind of am quiet. And I say, where were we four years ago? What, what, what was Nate Silver predicting back then at 538? You're familiar with 538, the website? Completely disgraced. I still look into it because I, I want to see what they are thinking. And yeah, okay, maybe Vegas is getting more bets on Biden right now. But so what? So what? You know, I would rather go into... November 3rd as the underdog, just like Rocky, um, and fight like hell for this republic. Donald Trump and the Republicans, by the way, are winning the voter registration battle already in certain key states. Where is my report here from? uh, This is from NBC. Trump is winning the voter registration battle against Biden in key states. And I believe those key states are... Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and I believe Florida as well, that the Republicans are out registering new voters in those states. That is huge. That is huge. And that's something that the polling is never going to grab, this quantum shift and, and it's not just a couple of voters, and it's not just a few hundred voters. We're talking thousands of voters, new voters, newly minted Republican voters, poised to pull the lever um, in time for, you can't say on November 3rd anymore, right? You know, <laughs> because people are voting on How crazy, how stupid is that? Before even debate number two hits, before debate number one hit. I think there were a million votes cast. That's just so, that's pathetically stupid. And I hope history uh, treats it that way. So um, I poised the question, I poised? I posed the question on uh, social media, uh, now what? What should President Trump do next? Should he be discharged this soon? Well, you know, I mean, that's a Trump and, and doctor decision, right? Should he hit the campaign trail? Take it easy for a week or two? Now, remember, we're only 30 days away from the big day. Also, should debate number two proceed, which is October 15th? Now, if I had to answer that question, I'd say yes. Hell yes. Unless he's completely under the weather, the president, and has a fever and and, and has in bed. uh, No, definitely proceed on October 15th. How did COVID, here's the interesting question. How did COVID penetrate the Oval Office? Hmm? How did COVID 
get into the president. And, you know, the mainstream media is just going to dismiss my question by saying, well, he didn't wear a mask. There you go. End of story. This is the, the mantra from the mainstream media, because the media is on board with Gavin Newsom and his attempt to subordinate our constitutional rights and our First Amendment right to free speech. And a mask is a muzzle and an attempt to restrict our First Amendment rights, among other things. It also makes you a slave to the state. It's symbolic in, in, in many, many ways. Um, and, of course, the mainstream media is all in, in favor of that. And so they're going to blame the president getting the virus because he didn't wear a mask. Or maybe somebody around him didn't wear a mask. Maybe Hope Hips, Hicks didn't wear a mask. You know, the funny thing is, on June 18th of this year, the dictator in California, Gavin, I cannot read Newsom, issued a mandate that everyone in the state of California, legal and illegal alike, Democrat and Republican alike, nutcase or regular person alike, wears a mask. This was on June 18th. Now, if masks worked, wouldn't the numbers have gone down from June 18th? Hmm? Wouldn't California be in the clear by now? What? Two months later, two and a half months later or so? It's not. The numbers went up. Oh, well, it must be because not enough Californians paid attention to this brilliant governor. No, it's because masks don't work. And the CDC said so two years ago in 2018 with her own heavily researched, heavily footnoted paper that I have referenced here multiple times, multiple times. By the way, I don't know. I'll, I'll skip that. I, 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 I was going to hit the point about masks getting loaded, uh, not drunk loaded but loaded with germs. What's the, I'm not going to get deep into this, but what's the one thing you, you see people do when they're wearing a mask, no matter what they're doing? They're, they're touching it, right? Well, where have their hands been? Who knows where their hands have been? But there's a decent chance they've been touching something germy, right? 50%, maybe 30% chance those hands are dirty with germs, not with dirt, germs. And so then you're putting the germs on the mask, right? You following me here? So you got germs on the outside of the mask, and then you're trying to... You're sucking in, right? You're trying to breathe through this damn thing. And in the process, any doctors out there? Any scientists out there? Does it take a rocket scientist to tell you what's going on? You got a mask they call loaded with germs that's now being inhaled into your lungs. Is that good? What would you rather do? Would you rather do that or risk it out there in the uh, open air without a mask on? I know my answer. Uh, how did COVID penetrate, penetrate the Oval Office? Was it set up? Hmm? Was it set up through a young carrier like Hope Hicks, perhaps? Now, I'm not accusing Hope Hicks of being a double agent, but I, I, it is possible that, you know, Hope is a young person. And, you know, maybe she came in contact with a young person who's an operative. And given what some of you are saying on social media, 
Here's one from Jag. I'm not going to read last names, but I'll read the handles. Jag says uh, he should take it easy and campaign via Zoom. Jag, I just don't see the president of the United States. I just don't see the president of the United States campaigning via Zoom. Do you? I don't. I think it's the last thing he would do. And that's exactly what Joe Biden would do. So, um, you know, when they zig, you should zag. So if Joe Biden would do it, forget about it. Excuse me, I have to take a quick sip. Just like the galloping gourmet. Geraldine says, this is on Twitter, by the way. First and foremost, the president needs to listen to his doctors. Amen to that. All right. Fine. Stipulated. Secondly, run with your idea of speaking directly to the American people as often as possible, reassuring them he will beat the coronavirus. So this was my suggestion to the White House, not that anybody's listening at the White House. Oh, about a month and a half ago when I suggested that the president speaks directly to the American people, just as he did from Walter Reed. I I wouldn't do it on tape, but you could do it on tape. But I think this president certainly can handle live, just like this is. I've seen him handle live thousands of times now and and speak to the American people from a wonderful perspective now, because he's now a victim of the Wuhan and a survivor of the Wuhan coronavirus, right? But then talk about what's going on in the various states. Highlight, you know, a lot of people in California don't know what's going on in Florida, where life is almost normal. And and, and and the president should highlight this and say, hey, listen, California, this is what's going on in Florida. Just letting you know. While you people are suffering, you can't go to a restaurant. You go to a gym, you got to wear a mask. You can't go to church. You can't assemble more than 10 people. <laughs> Your First Amendment rights are obliterated. But look at what's going on in Florida. Not just that, but go ahead and invite Governor I can't read Newsom on, right? And say, hey, Governor, how's it going? What do you need? You need more ventilators? You need one of those hospital ships floated off of uh, Los Angeles that you didn't use? Hmm? How about it, Governor Cuomo? What's going on in New York? I understand there are restaurants opening up in defiance of your orders to shut down. Let's talk about that, Governor Cuomo. And how's the nursing home situation, by the way? Any criminal charges uh, that you're facing yet for forcing COVID patients into nursing homes, thus killing the elderly in New York? Are you facing any charges yet? Just wondering, uh, Governor Cuomo. Uh, this is what I would do. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd make it a little more serious than that, but I would, I would engage the American people every night. There's only 30 days left. Do it. And yes, if you're up to it, of course, hit the campaign uh, trail. Here's Constance. Constance on Twitter says, I believe this virus was intentionally set on the White House Republicans of the Rose Garden. He's talking about uh, the announcement of Amy Coney Barrett as the nominee for Supreme Court. Um, And a lot of people are suggesting that that's where the president may have contracted. Who knows? It's a virus. It's a virus. Who knows where? But could something like... There, there are people who say the Wuhan coronavirus was sent here from, from China to do damage, to do exactly what we're, we're suffering through right now. 
Uh, and I'm not a conspiracy nutcase, but it's possible. It's absolutely possible that some young Democrat, maybe having a cocktail with Hope Hicks, knows he's infected. And I'm not trying to spread a conspiracy theory. I'm not, but it is in the realm of possibility. Coughs on her or kisses her or whatever, knows he's sick. If that had happened, boy, you know, I. it's one of those things that uh, he, 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 and we find out who he is. Is a John Wilkes Booth moment or Eric Charamella. Remember Eric Charamella? Oh, I'm not allowed to say that name, right? Eric Charamella? Eric Charamella? Eric Charamella? Whatever happened to Eric Charamella? Hmm? Can somebody tell me what happened to Eric Charamella? We had a president of the United States dragged through the mud. What about Eric Charamella? Has he been dragged through the mud? Just wondering. Jess, Jep, Burr, Jepper, J-E-P-E-R-91, uh, also says security has failed to protect the president. This is my point here. What happened? You know, we see these anecdotal reports on Drudge, and I still look at Drudge once in a while. I'm sorry. Slap my wrist. But it, I, I look at it now uh, for opposition research uh, because it's completely gone to the dark side, completely gone to the Democrat side. And so on Drudge, there's a story floating right now that the uh, Secret Service says he doesn't care about us. <laughs> no, Secret Service. You know who didn't care about you? Barack Hussein Obama. That guy didn't care about you. I guarantee you President Trump cares about you. He just happens to choose not to wear a mask. And that's what it should be in this country. It should be a, a choice. But where did the breakdown happen? This is something that's important. Don't get distracted by this Mark Meadows stuff. Don't get distracted by the polls. It's a valid question to ask. When... How? What happened here? We ought to know. W was it a Secret Service agent who gave it to him? Uh, it, we don't. Was it Hope Hicks? Was it Melania? Did Melania give it to the president? The president gave it to Melania. We, I think that we, for security purposes, we ought to um, do the contract tra tracing here. And I hope that the FBI is on this one. On this one, we need to unleash the FBI because I want to know the origin. Personally, I I want to know how this infected the uh, Oval Office, and so does Jepper 91 as well. Question of the day, how did the Chinese virus, this is Wayne, I won't read his last name, Wayne on Twitter. Question of the day, how did the Chinese virus infect POTUS, given what must be an extremely tight testing protection protocol? This is the thing that's a, a little bit mystifying to me. Um how did the president get infected? Uh, I, th I think that the American people deserve answers to that one. And um, I, I don't think, I, I think it must have been brought in by somebody in the inner circle to the president. I, I don't believe that he contracted it at some sort of event or something like that because these people are screened. As this person alluded to here, these people are screened. They're, they have the temperature taken, mask, you know, the whole nine yards, right? It's the screening. It's the pre-screening and the testing that should exclude the Wuhan coronavirus. So how did it break? How did it permeate the uh, inner circle of the overall office of the, of the Trump presidency? I think it's uh, uh, worth asking that. 
So debate number two, um, I, I'm going to suspect, I'm going to go out on the line here, and I, I'm not in the business of predicting the future, but I'm going to suspect we're um, going to have a debate number two. And uh, Joe Biden says he's all ready to go. Yeah, man, imagine that. His opponent's in the, uh, in the hospital. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> By the way, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live, but... I saw like a picture of John Kerry uh, trying to look like Joe Biden. And then, of course, you have Ding Dong trying to look like the president. And I, I don't know how anybody watches that program uh, anymore, but apparently some people do. So debate number two, I think, um, is going to be on. By the way, this is the Ledger Report Live. I'm really bad at this. This is the Ledger Report Live. Uh, and you're watching on either YouTube or on Twitter. And um, if, if you haven't subscribed already on YouTube, please subscribe to the Ledger Report. Uh, we need to uh, get as many people listening to this message as possible because it's a positive one. I, I hope I'm being positive on this Sunday. I'm really trying to. Um, I, I, think, I think the next 30 days are going to be great. And I think the president is recovering. I think he's going to have a great story to tell. So if you don't um, subscribe already, subscribe on YouTube. Also, if you can please subscribe to the Ledger Report podcast that will be emailed directly to you, just go to GrahamLedger.com and then hit subscribe absolutely free. GrahamLedger.com and hit subscribe. This is the Ledger Report live and uh, special edition. And by the way, if you'd like to uh, either on uh, YouTube here in the comment section, if you'd like to have me continue to do this, uh, let me know. Time, day, like this, I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to get the word out. Um, I've been told that Sunday is a good day to do that. It's the Sabbath, but, uh, it's toward the end of the day here. And I want to keep this, uh, short and tight and to the point, but I think there's a lot of positives, uh, out of what's been transpiring over the weekend. And again, ignore the media, ignore Wolf Blitzer, ignore all of these haters out there. Um, and just pick up on the energy. There's a, there's a wonderful positive energy. Um, being admitted from those folks outside of Walter Reed, for example. That's the kind of stuff we need to feed on. Uh, and the prayers and the, the power of praying uh, for the president, uh, now through uh, election day and beyond, for that matter, no matter what happens on November 3rd, um, the guy, Rocky, uh, of our time, deserves our our prayers. But if I had to kind of wrap up here and tell you how I kind of look at where we go from here and, and how this thing is now framed, the Wuhan coronavirus is fi- fascinating to me because I want you to think about what I'm about to say here. Number one, I think that what has happened to the president is more proof that masks don't work. I think that that's a very important point as people around him were wearing masks. And I know that some in the White House, that there's been reports as a culture of not wearing masks. Oh my goodness. Mask, no mask. It's a virus. And viruses do their thing. They move their way through a society until herd immunity is established and or there's uh, some sort of reputable virus uh, vaccine out there. Well, we can thank Donald Trump at this point, I think, for helping to establish herd immunity. <laughs> To me, this is a positive thing. Now, 
as a society, we did exactly the opposite of what we should have been doing, right? We locked up the children and we put sick people into nursing homes. Exactly the opposite of what Sweden did and what any other thinking country would do. Any other thinking America. Let the children stay in school. We should have done that to help establish herd immunity. We know that it's 99.9% not going to affect them in a lethal way. 99.9%, anybody aged 0 to 20, will recover from the Wuhan coronavirus. The children need to be in school, California. Are you listening? Are you listening, New York? And these other states that won't let children into the... and have partitions and circles. Stop it! Let children be children. You're going to scar them for life. They're going to be going around thinking, well, I better have a circle of six feet around me. I better not be near anybody. This is crazy nut stuff. Children need to be in school. They never should have been taken out of school. It's exactly the opposite of what we should have been doing as a society. We should have been protecting the elderly and the vulnerable. We did the opposite. But the president is now helping by by way of now contracting and and beating the Wuhan coronavirus is helping to establish herd immunity. And so is Melania Trump. And I don't mean to make light of this. I really don't, because I know it can be lethal to some people, some sectors of our society. But think about that in a in a herd immunity sense. Picks. Who else? Chris Christie. I hope the best for Chris Christie. Um, and, and these other folks, uh, Mike Lee. We certainly want Mike Lee a, a speedy recovery here, and I'm sure that he will. But the bottom line is, by these people contracting and then surviving the Wuhan coronavirus, whether you know you want to admit it or not, you liberals out there, it's helping establish herd immunity in this country. And one more thing that's fascinating now. Now, I want you to really put your thinking caps on for this one. Donald Trump will not have to wear a mask anymore ever again for the Wuhan coronavirus, right? Right? We're told, put on a mask. It's the right thing to do. It's going to protect other people from you. Well, guess what? Donald Trump now has the Wuhan coronavirus antibodies in his system. He has the Wuhan coronavirus antibodies now. He don't have to wear a mask no more. Anywhere, anytime, ever again, Donald Trump is mask-free. Done, over, finito, no mas mask. He is the Rocky of our time. He's halfway up those steps, three quarters of the way up those steps in Philadelphia, in those sweats. And he is ready. He is ready to do battle. This is going to make him stronger. This is going to make him wiser. This is going to make him leaner and meaner to take on old sloppy and senile Joe Biden and beat him like a drum, as Joe Biden once said. Beat him like a drum uh, in the election come November 3rd. Now, 
see, at that moment, if I, I had a, an engineer, the music was supposed to play there. So, but, I'll just sign off by saying this edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the archives of the Library of Congress. Thank you for listening and watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.